Hello, friends, and welcome back to the PrepWell podcast. In this week's episode, I want you to think about whether you would consider your child more of a hustler or a grinder. And we'll get into what I mean by those two categories in a few minutes. The reason I bring this up is because college has become so expensive and the value of a college education has come under such scrutiny that you might want to reconsider how important a traditional college path is after all, depending on the type of child you have. So I want to spend a few minutes setting some context. Not too many years ago, some of the more prestigious private liberal arts colleges, the Ivy League, Stanford, USC, for example, were very expensive. They were in the range of, say, $50,000 a year. That's tuition, room and board, all in. And we thought that to be astronomical in terms of expense. But the idea was that these schools had such great prestige and name recognition, both nationally and internationally, that many times it was worth it to spend that type of money, even if it meant taking out significant student loans, because the return on investment on going to a Yale or a Harvard or a USC was very high. Think of your network of friends, the alumni, your job prospects, the pop on the resume, the lift when applying to grad schools. All of these things taken together were, generally speaking, thought to be worth the financial stretch. And by the way, again a few years ago, this was compared to a very strong state school that might otherwise cost closer to $25,000, maybe $30,000 a year, just about half of what those higher-end private liberal arts colleges were asking. And so the math here was pretty obvious. If your child could get into a Harvard or a Princeton, it would probably be worth taking on a decent amount of student debt. But if they didn't get into one of these elite schools, or even if they did, but paying two times the cost of a state school didn't seem worth it, there were other options, a lot of other options. There were dozens and dozens of alternatives at about half of the cost of these super expensive schools. Today, most of these quote-unquote affordable options are gone. They're nowhere to be found. And I would say in the next two to four years, the Yales and the Harvards of the world will cost about $100,000 a year and growing. And many other colleges, both private and state schools, trying to compete will not be too far behind if not the same price, if not even more expensive. So what's the rub here? Well, back in the day, if it wasn't Princeton, because you couldn't get in, or you felt it was too expensive even if you did get in, then a Rutgers or a Ryder University, both also colleges in New Jersey, would be a fraction of the cost of attending Princeton, way less than half. Today, Rutgers and Ryder University are in the sixty dollars to $70,000 a year range. In other words, it's getting to the point where the calculation should be more like not go big or go to the state school. It's more like go big or don't go to school because there's nowhere left to go. When I say go big, I mean go to one of those super expensive top-tier schools. If it's not that, there are not many fallback positions. Who wants to spend close to $70,000 a year to go to Ryder University in New Jersey? Now, I have nothing against Ryder University. 
But wouldn't you say that $70,000 a year to go to Ryder University would be tougher to justify than it would be to go to Princeton? My point here is that there are fewer and fewer affordable fallback options that make sense to attend if you don't get into one of the few colleges that maybe, maybe justify the outrageous expense. In other words, there's no middle ground. The expense picture looks like a barbell with $70,000 a year schools on one side and twelve dollars to $15,000 a year schools on the other side with not much in between. A few years ago, we may have said, okay, we'll suck it up, we'll pay $60,000 a year to go to Yale because presumably there'll be a positive ROI over the long term. But if not, we don't get in, then we'll go to Sacred Heart, also in Connecticut, for $20,000 a year. Well, that does not happen anymore. Yale is now $80,000 a year and climbing, and Sacred Heart, both in the same state, is close to $60,000 a year. There's not much of a drop-off anymore. And yes, to be fair, not everybody is paying full freight to go to college these days. There's need-based aid for colleges that offer it for students whose families don't make a lot of money. And there are merit scholarships out there that can often reduce the all-in cost at the sacred hearts of the world. But those aren't guaranteed. In other words, there's nowhere to hide. Unless you go to a community college or to a relatively inexpensive in-state state university, you're looking at dollars $70,000, $90,000 a year and up, nearly everywhere else. When it comes to college expenses, there are no longer three tiers. It used to be tier one, Harvard, $70,000. Tier two, strong private liberal arts school or in-state state school, $35,000 a year. And tier number three, community college, $10,000 a year. Generally speaking, this breakdown does not exist anymore. It's either ridiculously expensive, $90,000 a year for the super prestigious college, absurdly expensive, $65,000 a year for the colleges one step below the super prestigious, or affordable at $15,000 a year for community college. That's it. Those are your choices. So what are you to do? Option one, go to Harvard because you think that $90,000 a year is still worth it. Okay, great. Well, now you have to get into Harvard. That's a whole nother story. Option two, go to a school like Emerson College, which is also in the Boston area, for close to $70,000 a year all in. Is that worth it? Option three, go to a local community college for $12,000, $15,000 a year and bank the other $60,000 a year or don't borrow the other $60,000 a year. Or option four, Seek alternatives to the traditional college track. This is the decision that most families are faced with, especially those families that make too much money to qualify for need-based financial aid, which usually happens when the family makes over $160,000 or $170,000 a year in income, or the child doesn't receive a generous academic merit scholarship. Here's the decision. $90,000 a year, $70,000 a year, or $12,000 a year. All of this finance talk was to eventually get to a discussion about how critical it is for your child to go to a traditional college anyway. And by traditional college, I mean a popular state university or college, 
a private liberal arts school, in other words, schools that will cost $60,000 a year and up, compared with attending a community or a junior college, which I know can be very stigmatized in some circles, but also very affordable and oftentimes more practical. Which leads us to a discussion about the difference between a grinder and a hustler. A grinder is a child who puts their head down and works. They do what they're told. They don't ask too many questions. They stay within the lines. They're focused on grades and studying and pleasing the teacher. They're conscientious. They don't forget stuff. They make checklists. They might even color code their notes probably do extra credit homework assignments. They likely have a four-point-something GPA. They take honors and AP classes. They receive a lot of positive feedback and praise from teachers, parents, even other students. They seem to be doing high school right, and they're on track to keep up their study habits well into and beyond college and into their careers. The grinder assumes they'll go to a quote-unquote good college, which will lead them to getting a quote good job, which will then lead to a quote good life. That has been the promise, the contract for years, right? Well, now that most colleges on this path cost sixty-five dollars to $85,000 a year, maybe that math isn't quite adding up anymore. Now, if they can get into a Harvard, a Yale, a Princeton, an MIT, then maybe they keep their dream alive. But what if they don't get into one of these schools and their path leads them to a college that's a tier or two below those top-tier colleges? Then what? Do they stay the course and go to Ryder University or Rutgers or Emerson College and spend two hundred dollars to $300,000 for their education? I don't know. That's the $64,000 question. If money is no object, then the choice is a little bit easier. But if this path requires taking on $100,000 in student loan debt, then maybe we need to hit the pause button and reevaluate. In my experience, the grinder who's doing all the right things, everything that's asked of them, is the toughest student to advise. And it's the toughest conversation to have with parents who don't see a lot of options. The tension between rewarding their child for all of their hard work and paying $70,000 a year for a mid-tier college education is very real. And I wish I had an easy answer to this riddle that would tie everything up in a nice, neat bow. Unfortunately, I don't. There's a lot of discussion that goes into this decision. And I work every day with students and parents to help them try to navigate this tricky issue and help them try to make the right call. Now, let's turn the tables and discuss all of the hustlers out there. What is a hustler and does your child fit this description? A hustler is a child who doesn't necessarily play within the lines. I wouldn't say that they're blatant rule breakers, but they push the boundaries they're less conventionally driven. They care about school, but not that much. They care about grades, but not that much. They're aware of the SAT, but they're not mapping out a study plan six months ahead of time. School is important, 
but it's not their identity. College is important, but they're not obsessing about it. Instead, they thrive on the hustle. They get out a lot and they stay out a lot. They get their permit and their driver's license on their birthdays. They like to accumulate experiences. They have their hands in a lot of different pots. They make their own money early on, and they like making their own money. It gives them a big thrill. They tend to have a lot of part-time jobs growing up. I've worked with hustlers in Preppel Academy who umpire baseball games, referee soccer games, flip burgers, shovel snow, cut grass, flip Nike sneakers, design websites, fix iPhones, rebuild computers, create and sell their own jewelry, sell clothes on Poshmark. They go to swap meets and garage sales looking for arbitrage opportunities. They work at the local pumpkin patch, the Christmas tree farm, the July 4th fireworks show, the Halloween haunted house. They work as a deckhand on boats. They return cans to the recycling center. They videotape sporting events. They paint address numbers on curbs. They DJ parties and weddings. They wash cars. You get the point. They're out and about. They're mixing it up. They're engaging with people. They're engaging in commerce. They're learning skills. They're gaining valuable life experiences. They're making money. They're becoming independent and self-sufficient on their own. They're following trends. They're getting an idea of how the real world works. If you have a child like this, who is a hustler, should they be put on the same pathway as the grinder? Will sending them to a traditional four-year college at sixty dollars to $90,000 a year right out of high school, where they'll have to sit in a 300-person economics lecture hall and pound through problem sets every night and do research for term papers and study for final exams be doing them any favors? I don't know. This is a hypothetical question. But it's something for you to consider based on your child. My point here is that it's one thing to spend $70,000 a year on college for a grinder who will, God willing, continue on their path of accomplishment and rule following, no matter if it's Ryder University or Rutgers or Princeton, down the road, they will likely be just fine. It's quite another thing to take that financial leap with a hustler who probably could use their talents and interests more effectively in a different environment. Now, if you have a child who presents as more of a hustler, and you agree with me that it might be a little risky to send them to that $70,000 a year college if they haven't proven that they'll thrive in that type of environment, then what are your alternatives? Well, for one, you might consider a military path. The military service academies, that is the Naval Academy, West Point, Air Force Academy, Merchant Marine Academy, Coast Guard Academy, they provide relatively rigid constraints on students' time, which theoretically keep them focused on academics in a structured environment for a, a finite period of time, but it also allows them to get outside, to blow off steam, to engage with the physical world in a unique way, to be different. And of course, attending a service academy takes the financial question off the table, since they would have zero college expenses. In fact, they'd be getting paid for the four years while they're in college, and then they'd be getting paid during their guaranteed job for five years after graduation. The same goes for going to a traditional college with an ROTC scholarship. Without having to pay for college largely, the decision about the value of college is completely upended. 
I will say without hesitation that going to a, a Tufts University on a four-year Navy ROTC scholarship and paying $12,000 a year for room and board is quite a bit different than doing the same for $80,000 a year without the ROTC scholarship. There's just so much more room for error. And again, having a guaranteed job for five years upon graduation, getting paid through your four years while attending a Tufts University for four years, that ain't all that bad either. What about a place like Cal Maritime, which is a quasi-military college that teaches real-world skills for students who want a career on the water, on the high seas, if you will. They train tugboat operators, captains of massive seagoing vessels. These graduates regularly make ninety dollars to $100,000 a year right out of college, immediately, because they have actual practical skills that industry needs. They live on the coast. They spend time in the ocean, in and around ports. That's not a bad deal at all either. What about community colleges or junior colleges? Financially, these alternatives are no-brainers. They're on the opposite end of the $80,000 a year college on that barbell. And with a hustler, you can be sure that your child will continue to work while they're taking classes and dip their toes into new industries and experience new and exciting things, all during their time at community college or junior college. They'll be getting actual work and life experience, which is a lot more than you could say for a Princeton student behind their ivy-covered gates. I have this debate with parents and students all the time. Would you rather spend your time sequestered in a mostly artificial and climate-controlled undergraduate experience where you almost never bump up against reality with an exorbitant price tag, or would you prefer to mix it up at a community college while still working and hustling on the side? And in California in particular, the pipeline for transferring from a California community college to a four-year University of California school or a UC school like UC Cal or UCLA, is robust. There are big quotas for students who want to start at a community college and finish up at a four-year UC school. This is often one of the best and least used options out there. What about trade schools and apprenticeships? I could go on and on and on about the opportunities for young people who would consider becoming an electrician, a plumber, a carpenter, an equipment operator, and the like. I know we've covered a lot of ground today, so let me try to give you some takeaways. When it comes to paying for college, there are really three options. Extremely expensive, very expensive, and not very expensive. There's nothing in between. So when you're thinking about what would be best for your child, understand that your choices from a financial standpoint are somewhat limited. As you think about your child and what might be the best path for them, do you think of them as a grinder or a hustler? A grinder will normally make good on the college experience as long as it doesn't bankrupt them or you for life. A hustler, on the other hand, may not need the comfort and security and expense of a traditional college. They may be better suited to take a different path, of which there are many. As usual, these are very thorny issues to untangle, and these days very expensive issues as well. And if you ever want to chat with me about your specific situation or your child's specific situation, 
please don't hesitate to reach out, set up a one-on-one with me. I'd love to help you navigate these issues. And while we're on the topic of navigation, if your child is not yet enrolled in Preppel Academy, that's our online program, and they could use someone on a weekly basis to help them understand this process, please enroll them in the online program at preppelacademy.com. We only accept freshmen and sophomores because those are the years that matter the most. Those are the setup years. If they screw up those years, it's not going to matter what happens during their junior year when most people start thinking about college because the die will have been cast. So start early, enroll early, and prepare early. That's all I've got for you today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the continued support. If you know a parent with a 7th, 8th, ninth grader, 10th grader, 11th grader, 12th grader in high school that might find this helpful, please share the episode with them. You can do that by finding that small box with a tiny arrow pointing up. That's the share button. Click that button. Text your friends the link to this episode with a little personal note from you recommending that they give it a listen. Give us a rating, too, if you like what you hear. Apparently, that helps our podcast reach a much wider audience. As always, if you have questions, comments, or an idea for an upcoming episode, please reach out to me by email, DM me on Instagram, Preppel underscore Academy, check out our blog, Facebook page, connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you. Until next week, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. This podcast is brought to you by Prepwell Academy. Prepple Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to prepwellacademy.com and enroll your child today.